there's a game Sunday. Have you heard? Ravens are in town. The Ravens are in town. We aren't talking about that. I don't even know that we should be talking about that. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Yesterday was Coordinator's Day on the south side, and as you can imagine, the session with Matt Canada was eventful. It was Topic A, of course, throughout Steelers Nation, and nothing really came of it. This is what happened when a reporter asked Canada about that ridiculous fourth and one pass attempt. It was just a play we had at the time that, you know, obviously didn't get the result that we wanted. The question was twofold. One, why pass on a fourth and one? Two, why set up in a shotgun? He answered, neither. This is an aside for those of you who, why don't you ask the hard questions and everything else? The questions get asked. They don't get answered. And then when they don't get answered, there isn't a waterboarding procedure that follows. There just isn't. They can answer anybody, good or bad, however it is that they choose. You can ask follow-ups. That happens. That happened in this session. Didn't get anywhere. This guy didn't want to address it. He did want to address CBS bringing up on the broadcast from Houston that he had said to one of their commentators in the pre-broadcast meeting that this offense wasn't the type that could come back from big deficits. It's not really built for that. He has said this on many an occasion, as I've been telling you guys all week. I think he's actually okay and within his bounds to say that because it's true. But then in this setting, he goes off on some rant about how this was really misrepresentative and misleading information and that didn't happen and he would never say something. He has said it. He said it many times and he's been right every time he said it. I had no issue with it. But it became a really big deal. It became a distraction. And there's the word upon which this segment is going to pivot. Because he, Matt Canada, is a distraction. His poor coaching is a distraction. And whether or not the Steelers' problems begin with him... We can all agree that they're not limited to him. I'm just talking about the beginning. He's got to go. And nothing's going to change until he does. Someday, the Steelers could just have this magical performance. And they could run up the score against the Ravens. You could see TJ and Alex going after Lamar Jackson, ball popping loose. You could see a couple of interceptions. You might even see gasp actual offense. You might. It's happened on other sporadic occasions over the first four games. But the problem won't go away because the people on the outside won't let it go away. And for that matter, 
The people on the inside won't let it go away either, meaning the players. There is a reason that the players had to, this week, commit to themselves to focus on the game rather than all of the other issues. Read Canada. It's not going to go away until he goes away. Win or lose. I'm going to tell you guys this, and I mean it. I've been covering this team a long time. I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. I have not ever seen the fan base this unified on a negative front, justifiably negative front, as what's happening right now. Never. Never. Not once. There have been tough losses. There have been situations where you were sure that the coaches did this or a player did that and people would get mad. There have been controversies, AB, all kinds of stuff. I have never seen something like this where the public is basically saying and reacting to a lack of faith in the management, in the structure of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because that's really what this is about. This isn't about Canada sucking. He's done that all along. Rather, it's about the acceptance of Mike Tomlin, of Art Rooney, to this level of failure. It's the perception, possibly the reality, that Tomlin and Rooney value that portion of the Steelers' way that protects the coach forever and ever and ever and ever versus that little detail within the Steelers' way that you should be, you know, winning games and being good at football. It's a disillusionment bordering on distrust. The only other time in my career I've felt anything like this in our area is related to Bob Nutting, the owner of the Pirates. Because there is disillusionment, there's distrust that he'll spend enough in that non-salary cap structure. There's a disillusionment and a distrust that his top priority is winning. Never, ever, ever dreamed I'd see something like that related to the Steelers. But that's where we are. Winning right now, as I'm speaking to you, is not the top priority. Think about that. Better yet, they should think about that. And they should decide that unconditionally, no matter what happens in this game against Baltimore, win, lose, smear the Ravens, get smeared by the Ravens, anything at all, that come Monday morning, that coordinator is getting replaced which point you'll have a bye week and extra time to prepare for your next game. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg Garbett, Kelly and George, LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare 
combination. LG KG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LG KG. Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who asks, DK, I'm not being facetious with this, but is it possible that the Steelers' defensive development is stunted by practicing against a crap offense all week? Bill, it's not. It's not. Because if you think about what's really wrong with the defense, what's the first thing that comes to Yeah, exactly. It's the run defense. They're not stopping the run. They're not stopping it right up the gut. They're not stopping it no matter who's blocking, no matter who's running, no matter how clever the offense, no matter the time of game, no matter anything. They're not stopping the run. I believe, and I completely agree with Mike Tomlin on this in his assessment after the game in Houston, that there isn't much about this defense that can't be corrected without just plain, old, simple tackling and physicality. Uh, We can all, and I did this myself, roll our eyes at the idea that this is the change that's needed in the organization overall. No, we just went over that. But that doesn't mean that it also isn't true that this team hasn't been stopping the run. Want to know why Joey Porter Jr. is not going to start this weekend, even though Patrick Peterson... And Levi Wallace haven't been doing the job at corner because he isn't tackling. He isn't even trying to tackle. That's what the coaches saw, and the coaches won't accept it. I'll applaud that. I appreciate that. Joey Jr., especially given who his dad is, needs to go after the football like he wants it, not just in passing situations. You've got to be able to tackle in an NFL secondary. Want to know who led the team in tackles in Houston? Yeah, that's right. If you were looking for a guess of one player that you wouldn't want to be leading the team in tackles, it's the guy who actually did, Minka Fitzpatrick. Why? Because nobody else was getting it done. You want Minka to be free and ball hawking and everything else. And I, I hear people say, what happened to Minka? Where's Minka? Mr. Invisible. He's being forced to do the grunt work. Because the grunts aren't doing it. Or in this other case, the rookie corner isn't doing it. That's not all right. And that's not on Minka. And it's definitely not on the offense. Now, the horrible offense has, of course, had an impact on the defense because the defense has been out there way too long in all four games. The time of possession is obscenely imbalanced. The defense gets beat around, gets worn down. They get back to the sideline. They sit there sucking oxygen and whatever else here. Offense goes out there for three snaps, and here comes the punter. But I also know that when the Texans scored on their very first drive last Sunday in Houston, it was their very first drive. It was the first possession either team had in the game. So nobody had a chance to get tired. They just got run against. And they also had some deception and some little uh, screen flicks across the middle of the 
Houston coaches put together a wonderful game plan, especially for that opening drive. But no, I'm not pinning this defense's inability or unwillingness to stop the run on anything having to do with the offense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers today, all week long, all season long. Sunday, 1.02 p.m., Steelers versus Ravens. Remember, there is still a game this weekend. We'll do a show on Monday. 